Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome back to Simply Not Easy. Hope you all having a fantastic day out there today. So, we're out here on Muscle Monday, and where Muscle Mondays when we usually dive into a specific muscle, but moreover as a general umbrella for a category, we dive into anatomy and our understanding of anatomy and even how physiology relates to that to get the basics down really well so we can apply these basics into complex situations and all the you know all the people around us, right? whether it's an understanding of ourselves or understanding of others that we have the ability and the gift really, the calling, to work with and help them. Today's all about proprioception. So what the heck is proprioception? What does that mean? What does it do? Why is it important? Is it important? So if we break it down, this word proprioception, it was a re- just like anything anatomy, right? It was derived from Latin or Greek origin because that's when a lot of these kind of anatomical drawings um, really first started, or at least first became a collective together from these languages. So the origin, and that's where we get our medical terminology from. So the origin of the word proprioception comes from Latin, and it's from the word proprius. And what proprius means is one's own. So one's own, oneself, and so the possession of a part of yourself. And so we're taking this into an understanding of what proprioception really is, is awareness of where your body is in space. So we can tell through our visual system, if we look at ourselves, We have our eyes open. We can see where we are physically by looking at ourselves. We can see where we are in relation to other objects. We can see where our fingers are in relation to our wrist and where our shoulder is in relation to our hip or our trunk or our spine. And we can get that visual sensation. We can look at ourselves in the mirror from that, but that's only visual. We can get the inner ear calibration, but really, proprioception, it comes down to the receptors, the little tiny receptors that are in joints, ligaments, muscles, tendons, and all throughout these tiny little sensory receptors that we get information, that they pick up information uh, about different movement, about different positions, and where they are in space. So again, for proprioception to have awareness of where your body is in space, this is enhanced through movement, but it's not dependent on just movement. So these are enhanced when we have dynamic movement going on, where we can perceive a change. But it's not dependent on having a change because we can statically say, "Hey, hey, where am I in space? You can be standing and close your eyes and take two steps forward and freeze. If, if you're standing up right now, if it's safe to do so, if you're not going to look like a tall buffoon, do it. If, you, if it's safe to do so and you are going to look like a tall buffoon, do it. If it's not safe to do so and you're driving, obviously don't do it. 
Just try that. Stand still. Close your eyes. Take a step forward with your left foot, then your right, and pause. So you could tell because these systems are intact about, okay, as you're doing this, you could feel yourself even with your eyes closed, taking a step and moving. You could tell even though you might not have the language for it, which hip is an extension, which hip is inflection, where the pressure is in your feet, the feedback that way. But also just sense the position. Is my torso rotated a certain direction? Are my, where are my shoulders? relative to, let's say, in line with my ears, in line with my uh, belly button, in line with my hips, kind of going up and down the kinematic chain. And my, as I'm talking, I might do an Italian-based hand movements. So this understanding of where we are, my eyes just open again, the understanding of where we are in space comes from these subtleties. And it goes through these neurological pathways. So these are our receptors. And if our system is intact, if our neurological system is intact, that we get these mechanical receptors, these joint receptors that pick up this proprioceptive information and there's tons of information to pick up. And then we transmit it up the DCML or PCML pathway, the dorsal column medial lumniscus pathway that crosses over from inside our body to the opposite thalamus side of our brain because we get that sensation. We pick it up, we perceive it. It's not just like a light touch, there are other pathways for that. That's another part that's a different receptor. But this is our kind of deeper innate sense of, hey, where, I'm at, where am I in space? And just like anything, we can, we can train it. We can fine tune it, we can train ourselves to pay attention to it. Not in the sense of, are we gonna enhance the um, sensation that we pick up from the receptors? No, we're always getting that. I don't know if there's any good evidence that we can change that. What we can change on is how the brain processes it. We can change how we focus on it. We can change what we do with that information. Are we allowing our brain to calm down enough to not be so bombarded and flooded with other things, to not be in a fight or flight stress mode, to calm down and to appreciate the subtleties, to train ourselves to recognize where we are in space. Because it's not just about balancing on one leg, doing funky leg movements, coming up to some weird yoga poses. This has direct implication for sports. And so here's an interesting thing. We know that if we take a step back, and I'm probably going down a deep, dark rabbit hole here that I really shouldn't be going down right now. But that's what I get when it's a little bit later in the evening. I get a little bit uh, less frontal lobe inhibition, which basically translates to I'm not as disciplined. I don't regulate myself as well as I should. But going down this deep, dark rabbit hole, at least for a step, not quite going down to Wonderland yet. When we practice mental imagery, motor imagery, of ourselves actually doing an action, we know that at some small level, the signals from the nerves in our brain through the spinal cord to the muscles still fire to a certain degree. There are still electrical impulses being detected. So could that could that motor imagery 
enhance through a motor sensory feedback loop, enhance our awareness, enhance our proprioception so that when we do need it for sports and game time, we can control ourselves, we can understand that. Now let's take a different scenario. Let's take the awkward middle school, early high school years. People going through these crazy weird growth spurts, right? I mean, the person that you knew that maybe it was you that got tall all of a sudden that had like a three inch growth spurt and didn't know how to control themselves. They were walking around all goofy like, why? Because they got no clue where they are in space. They have different parts of their body growing faster than other parts of their body. Bones and bones that are, you know, growing faster than the muscles and the tendons around them. There are different compressive and distractive forces all over the place. The brain is getting bombarded with information. And the second it tries to adapt to figure out its new sense of normal, it changes again. It gets thrown off. A lot of that has to do with proprioception and these confusing colliding proprioceptive inputs that at one time was a combination of, okay, I'm used to a certain tens tensile or different forces from my skeletal system. But then all of a sudden, it's different. That's like you've got a lot of muscle tightness and let's say the hip, you get that kind of massage and worked out and everything and it feels great because, hey, I can move differently. I have more range of movement. But your body behaves very differently to that. It behaves very differently because now you're moving with an anticipated tension that that tension is not calibrated anymore. Or one of my favorite examples is you're shooting a basketball. Uh, then either, either there's a little bit of muscular fatigue, you were lifting or something, working out, and that gets thrown off. Or, but that can be due to fatigue and some coordination, so that might not be directed, direct and some muscle soreness, there are other factors. But let's say you stretch out, you move. You get kind of looser, you, maybe you do a little bit of pin and stretch, blood flow restriction stuff. Uh, then your shot feels so off, it feels different, because you were used to self-correcting, through a very specific pattern of feedback through your skeletal system, through your musculoskeletal system, and the neurological sensation of that through your joint receptors and soft tissue receptors and other receptors in your system that picked up this information. And all of a sudden you threw that off. And you threw it off for the better, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's bad to do these things, I'm not saying it's bad to, to stretch and move and try different inputs. But it's about calibration. So maybe let's take that into account. If we've got a competition or if we've got a performance or if we've got something coming up, maybe that's a reason not to screw up proprioception before that. Maybe that's a reason to not change too much. Maybe that's a reason to be mindful about it. Maybe that's a reason to tap into these things, to train ourselves to understand where we are in space. So with every move we make, including the diaphragm, every breath we take, these proprioceptors are aware. And, you know, there's research out there that it kind of takes to, to tell where a joint is in position in space. And this kind of goes into kinesthesia too, um, in terms of sensing the body's position, not just position, but through the active realm of movement. Slightly different, a little bit more dynamic, but it only takes about one degree, one degree to be able to feel that change in the shoulder joint. Whereas it takes 10 degrees for a neurological system 
to actively pick it up on average in our knuckles, in our DIP or PIP joints. So pretty interesting. While we think we're all so much more sensitive in the fingers, in our hands, right? Because they're so tactile. That's how we express so much through. That's how we thought there were so many more nerve endings. And there are. But yet proprioception is more calibrated in the shoulder than the hand. And a lot of this is if you look at the great pianists. And I encourage you to do this. Go go take a look at some, some high-class, world-class pianists. Their wrists really don't move too much. Their fingers, they stretch out. They have their place of kind of, hey, I'm used to this tension. They move a little bit. But it's really all in the shoulders. And you might say, yeah, there's more in the elbows too. Sure, there's some in the elbows. But the more you understand shoulder mechanics, you realize that even some of the rotation that looks like it's about the elbows is really at the shoulder as well. And so again, they keep their proprioception by, and have that enhanced by, hey, let's decrease the amount of sudden movement, let's decrease the amount of kind of jerky movement, and have it very patterned, have it correlated, have it moving about these joints in a similar fashion to how golfers and other uh, athletes, rotational athletes, that are kind of go for a static skill execution, they focus on using the big muscles. They, the job of the little muscles and the wrist and hand and everything, you, won't, you don't want too many flicks and kicks all over the place. That gets fatigued and inconsistent. You want the large joints, the large muscles do most of the movement. So you can lock down and confine everything else or exert its energy in a certain timing of that rotational movement. Yeah, you might get a little bit of a, a slight flick in the wrist at the end. Is it ideal? No, but at least you're consistent. So this is the idea. Muscle Monday today is we're paying attention to proprioception and its influence on our lives that we may or may not have been aware of. But the goal is, can we train it? Not to make our sensors more sensitive, but to make our brain be better patterned to recognize it so we can move better. So we're, you know, for those of us who are older, we're more than just that uh, dorky middle school young high school kid with a crazy growth spurt that doesn't know how to move, that has no clue where we are in space, just no sense of ourselves, where our bubble of personal space got six feet bigger because we're clumsy and walking all over the place. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for keeping it real out here. Now again, proprioception. Let's train our different movement systems. Let's train our awareness of ourselves. And let's train under deficit. Again, do it with your eyes closed. Absolutely make it happen. All right, y'all. The mind is a fascinating place. We've only just begun to understand it. Simply. Not easy.